Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. We are continuing this week our series of programs with how Catholic Charities performs the works of mercy throughout Western New York. And I imagine that uh, uh, at, at, on this program, the, the one that we're kind of focusing on would, would be probably comfort the afflicted. But uh, as, as we mentioned before on the program, um, Catholic Charities covers just about every spiritual and corporal work of mercy that uh, we have in our Catholic tradition. And we're uh, happy to uh, present another topic on that as well. Uh, today. And uh, joining us are two guests from Catholic Charities Monsignor Carr Institute. And we're going to be discussing uh, specifically mental health and even more specifically than that, uh, chemical dependency. And that certainly has been a hot topic, uh, not just locally, but in uh, national me- uh, media as well. Uh, joining us uh, on the program today is Maura Barris. Maura, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. And uh, she is uh, the supervisor of Catholic Charities Monsignor Car Institute Chemical Dependency Treatment Program. And uh, also Janelle Pies joins us, a therapist with the Monsignor Car Institute. Uh, Janelle, welcome to you as well. Thank you for having me, Greg. Uh, and we want to talk about probably in some detail, uh, as I mentioned, the um, chemical dependency and and. and particularly opiates and the addiction crisis that we have here. But let's start with the Institute first and and foremost. And uh, anyone can feel free to jump in here. But uh, ju- just give me an, an idea. Uh, as a therapist, Janelle, it might be a good place to start with you. What are the kinds of things that uh, you see at the Monsignor Carr Institute? What are some of the some of the things you help people with? Well, the Monsignor Carr Institute, Greg, offers a very comprehensive approach to mental health and chemical dependency outpatient services. And that includes individual psychotherapy, case management, family therapy, marriage counseling. Um, we do comprehensive psychiatric evaluations and medication and psychological evaluation and testing when necessary. So we really cover everything at the Monsignor Car. And this isn't, uh, and I think we, we've mentioned this already in this current series that we're doing, some of this isn't news to listeners of this program. Uh, we, you know, we featured other folks from the Monsignor Car Institute on the program before. Let's get a little bit more specific. So what are some of the things that you do, Janelle? Well, I do um, all of those things except the chemical dependency and the psychiatric evaluation part. Well, then it's good that we have somebody to to talk about that as well, right? Okay. Yes. Um, So I do individual psychosocial evaluations. I do individual therapy with clients as young as five and up. And we also do couple therapy, family therapy. We do group therapy. Um, so really, again, if you have a mental health issue, 
there's not many things that we can't address in our mental health outpatient program. And, and as uh, we've mentioned before on the show, let me remind everyone, uh, ccwny.org is Catholic Charities website. Uh, you know, that's probably the best place to get the uh, information there. Although if you just Google Catholic Charities, Buffalo Catholic Charities, Western New York, or Monsignor Carr Institute, it all comes up. It's the first thing that comes up so folks can uh, find out about that. Um, I, I, I did not ask you, uh, so where do the things that you do take place? What are some of your locations? Um, we have many different locations in Buffalo. We have offices, again, on Humboldt, and that's where I work out of. And we also have offices in Cheektowaga, Kenmore, and Lackawanna. And then in Niagara County, we have very uh, specialized children's clinics that focus on um, children and adolescents. And those locations are in Lockport, North Tonawanda, Niagara Falls. Um, we also have a marriage counseling center, which just does marriage counseling in Amherst. And we have a family counseling center in Niagara Falls as well. Uh, let me talk about that before we uh, move across the uh table to Mora. Uh, let's talk about the children's services for a minute. Uh, now, you mentioned you have a special location in Niagara County that deals almost exclusively with with uh, children, right? Yes. We have the three offices in Niagara uh, County. Tell me about the need there. What, um, how did that come about? Um, well, I think, you know, there's a more and more need for specialized services for children. And Niagara County, you know, they really don't have a lot of programs that are specialized for children. So um, Catholic Charities, you know, is really the place that you go if you have a child or adolescent in need of mental health treatment. Uh, that's an important point, especially since, you know, this series – you know, we're talking about how Catholic Charities performs works of mercy in this year of mercy. Uh, one of the ways that you guys do that, right, is by assessing, okay, what's out there already that is being provided and what's not being provided? And is there a way that we can do that? Is that a fair assessment? Uh, yes, I would say so, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Um, and more, I want to bring you in here and uh, let me remind everyone, uh, we're listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly and uh, Janelle Pies is a therapist with Monsignor Carr Institute for Catholic Charities and Maura Barris is supervisor of the Catholic Charities uh, Chemical Dependency Treatment Program at Monsignor Carr. Um, that, that's a program that I know has grown and we've already mentioned is uh, particularly um, noteworthy these days. I mean, um, we're hearing more and more about the problems that people have with addiction. Uh, I suppose that's a two-edged sword, right? Because, you know, when people struggle with addiction, no matter what sort and, um, you know, alcoholism may be a bit of an exception to the rule, but it tends to be a – people don't want to talk about it, right? And people no. people don't want to uh, address it. So in some ways, it's a good thing that we're talking about, right. right? I agree. I agree. There is definitely a stigma to people who have an addiction. It is looked at as a moral issue rather than a disease. And people are looked upon as just being weak-minded. If you think about in the 80s when Nancy Reagan said, just say no, 
You know, if it was that easy. It's a nice idea. Right. If if it was that easy, no one would have the life consequences that addiction brings. People would just stop. You know, nobody would ruin their job and their family and their spirituality and their financial situation if it was just as easy as putting it down. Yeah, and um, a lot of times these days, and this might be a message that's still getting lost when people talk about um, these addictions, particularly, you know, um, opiates and all those kinds of things, but we're not really just talking about people who, you know, who knows, you know, started doing drugs at a party in college or in high school or, you know, were, were drinking in the parking lot with a bunch of folks or, or something like that and then weren't able to quit. In many cases these days, we're talking about people who have an addiction to something they needed as a treatment to something else, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, people are, are becoming addicted to prescription medication very easily from an accident or an illness or something as simple as getting your wisdom teeth pulled. And people are not aware of the the highly addictive nature of opiates and it's it takes a very short time to become physically addicted. Yeah. Um let me just bring you back in for a second Janelle because oftentimes right some of these um, you know, we talk about self-medicating, I guess. Some of these problems stem from folks who have other issues that they've never dealt with before, right? Yes. Well, addiction is a very tricky beast because it can start in a variety of different fashions. As you were talking about, um, sometimes, you know, it does kind of begin with that young adolescent or young person in their late teens or 20s that really it just gets into being a weekend warrior and really goes out there and parties and drinks. And then, unfortunately, it can become a habit. You know, even though they don't really want to, this is what they do on Friday and Saturday nights. You know, they go out and they drink and then that's not enough. And so they might drink a few more days during the week. And before you know it, you know, that habit has formed. And then, you know, when you cross the line into addiction, when you know that you have crossed the line is when you have to do something as opposed to you want to do it. So that's kind of how addiction gets you that way. All of a sudden, you have to drink to feel good um, or use drugs. And the other way it can get, it's like we never know what comes first, the chicken or the egg. The other way that, you know, addiction can get you is you have a mental health condition, and you are trying to self-medicate. So, you know, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling anxious, you had a horrible trauma, you're trying to get numb or forget about it. And so you start pouring all of these substances into your body that do a real amazing quick fix at helping you feel better in the moment. Um, And so that's really the two ways that, you know, addiction gets you. Well, and... You know, I, I think that kind of gets brushed off, and we talk about anxiety, depression, all those kinds of things. Um, and, and I think people are, are, are maybe, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's being seen in a more um, a better light these days. But a lot of times that gets brushed off, right? Like, oh, you'll get over it. You know what I mean? Like, you 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 know, uh, that'll go away. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but it doesn't go away. And you just want to feel better, 
right? Correct. And as Maura was saying earlier, you know, um, just like the campaign with just say no to drugs, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from my mental health patients, you know, my family and friends don't understand. They just tell me the, the most famous thing is snap out of it or yeah, just right. get over it. Right. And, you know, yeah, they, it do, work they do not understand yeah. that that is not how mental health works. And obviously these people did not choose to be depressed or anxious. They wish they would love to just be able to snap out of it or get over it. But again, as with addiction, it is not that easy. These individuals need, you know, professional help and guidance. Uh, Maury, you've been shaking your head over there, right? So, I mean, oh, it sounds like we're on track today. Oh, absolutely. Here. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, we look at addiction as a feelings disease. That, um, like Janelle said, people start for one reason or another, but what they continue to use for is because they want to self-medicate their feelings. And that is more important to them than the consequences of their use. And then you mix in the physical addiction, and it's, it's very difficult for people to stop. And we're going we're gonna to get into some of that, and we're going to get into, I think, some of the ways that Catholic Charities can help with that and, and what uh, you folks can do. Um, we want to remind everyone that uh, you can find all the information that we're talking about on the website, ccwny.org. That's Catholic Charities' website and any of the information about the works that they do, particularly these today, are, are on there. Um, also, uh, I think the phone number to call if if uh, you want to try to remember that here in the 716 area code is 895-1033. And uh, again, also on the website if you if you go and check that out, but uh, 716-895-1033. Uh, our guests today are Maura Barris, who is the supervisor of the Catholic Charities Monsignor Carr Institute Chemical Dependency Treatment Program, and also Janelle Pies, a therapist with uh, Monsignor Carr. I saw an interesting uh, article this week, as a matter of fact, um, just just kind of an interesting take. Um, and and I, th- I think probably the, the origin was, you know, the doctor had been writing all the prescriptions. That's mm-hmm. something that, you know, everybody saw in the, in the news, in the newspaper, on TV and here. But um, the problem with that, of course, is the pres- those prescriptions are for substances that – may be very helpful to someone but are also highly addictive and they just can't stop taking them all of a sudden, right? No. They, when they stop taking opiates, they go into withdrawal, which is excruciating, you know, from what I've been told. And prior to talking to a parent who lost a child to addiction, I used to say that it was like having the flu times a million. And she actually came to me and said that she doesn't think that that's even close to what people go through. Yeah. So I stopped using that, that (laughs) adage because I I respect her, that, that she watched her son go through that. And it, you know, it's, it's excruciating. You said an interesting thing before we um, started uh, this program today that it, it um, we've been mentioning that how this is right kind of a hot story right now it's been ever, been on everything from you know local TV to 60 minutes it's been on the radio it's been on you know the, this problem with particularly opiate addictions and the things that people are dealing with that's caused a real uptick for you at Catholic charities right in terms oh, of yeah. not I'm sure in terms of treatment, but also in in terms of people wanting to know more about this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our our agency has been flooded 
with um, calls from the media and from the community asking us to come speak to their communities as smaller churches are starting to do individual programs, just trying to get information out to their community about what this epidemic is like, how what the signs are, to be careful about the prescription drugs, and how to seek help. Even just a couple of years ago, would you have thought it would be that easy to like get into places to talk about this stuff? Because again, like oh, we said before, not. for years, people kind of like swept this under the rug, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no. You know, I think, I think it's becoming much more apparent that addiction isn't just a problem for low-income people. It, it, it spans everything. It, span, it spans gender. It spans financial gain. It spans everything. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, Jenna, let me ask you, as, as a therapist, um, you know, um, we've already kind of said this, you know, the increase in business could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Um, but is it generally a good thing that, that people are willing to talk about this, that more people are willing to seek treatment? And, and are we able to meet that need? Yes. Well, I think it's always a good thing that more people are seeking treatment because the bottom line is that mental health and addiction issues have been there throughout time. They just have been so stigmatized that people were afraid to get help or if they reached out, they would get these silly answers you know, that we had talked about before and they would get shot right down. So yes, it is definitely a good thing that more people are seeking. That means that um, culturally we are more accepting of mental health and addiction issues and the stigma is decreasing, which will definitely lead to a rise in people seeking services. So that's always a good thing. Are we ready to handle it? Well, um, yes and no. Obviously, as you know, we expand and the referrals get beyond the number of you know therapists that we have working, uh, we will have to you know hire more therapists, which there are a plethora of therapists, I think, in New York State, um, ready and willing to work. So I think we'll be able to very successfully meet the demand. How do you know, how does someone know when they need to seek out your help, that maybe they need to talk to a therapist, maybe they need to get into a program? Because sometimes it's clear, you've already kind of indicated Maura, sometimes, you know, the consequences have become greater sure. than the high, right? Yeah. They the yeah. become greater than the, than the fun yeah. part of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, then they kind of – but I think sometimes people are like, is this something I can deal with myself? How does somebody know? Well, I think, Greg, unfortunately, people wait way too long. Okay to seek mental health services. Um, we're talking about like functional level of the person. And again, unfortunately, people wait until their functioning level is just very low, like their work performance or their family or their interpersonal relationships are just really becoming evident or they're sitting around just crying all day long or not able to get out of bed or so nervous they can't leave the house. So unfortunately, that's often... You know, people wait too long. But I would say to anyone out there, you know, mental health does not have to be stigmatized. 
does not have to be a bad thing. I think everybody could benefit from mental health. Probably the three of us, if we got offered free therapy, that would be wonderful. Everybody, <laughs> People tell me that all the time. Yeah. No, I don't mean to make light of it. Well, I, that, I'm just, yeah. but, but everybody could benefit because everybody on some level – life is hard. Yeah, so everybody is. has some sort of issues, either past, you know, or um, currently that you know they could benefit from talking to somebody about. So the main symptoms I would say to look out for is if you are just not feeling okay, if you're just not functioning even at your best, you know, if you're sad or depressed or anxious, you know, on any level, or if something, you know, really bad happened to you, you know, in your childhood that you kind of felt like, oh, I just dealt with that fine. I just pushed it under the carpet or I just put on, you know, my skin got tougher. I'm perfectly fine. You know, I would say, mm, you know, you might want to just kind of check into therapy for a while and make sure that not only are you fine, but you might be able to be a lot better. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, certainly Catholic charity is a, a good place to start. And part of the evaluation process, right, I would think is, you know, um, you're not looking to put somebody into a long-term course of therapy right out of the box, right? Oh, no. I mean, you're, you're going to decide, okay, what is it that you need? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. Each person, individual comes in and we do a very, you know, lengthy psychosocial assessment and we kind of tell the person um, very openly and upfront, okay, what is the best course of treatment? You know, how long it would be, the methods that we would use. Um, and, you know, kind of if they're interested, we tell them the risks because, again, sometimes when you come in for mental health therapy, you're going to feel worse sometimes as you're trudging through and doing all yeah. of the work. So I personally always kind of warn people about that and give them a lot of tools to kind of deal with those feelings as we go along. But ultimately, in the end, the goal is always to feel better. So, yeah, we're very specific about how long treatment would be, what methods we're using, yeah. you know, what would work for that individual. More, I would think, in, in your case, specifically with the chemical dependency treatment end of things, um, more of the same, right? Like sometimes the cure is going to be painful as you oh, go absolutely. through it, right? Absolutely. I mean, it well, you know, and I, I, ta I just talked about this in one of my groups that, you know, my patients in group were talking about all having feelings of anxiety and depression and all of these things. And I said, why wouldn't you? <laughs> because I, I kind of liken it to when you're flying on a trapeze and their addiction is kind of the net because they always have that safety net. Well, here we come along as therapists and I yank that net. I'm going to help them build a new net. But for a while, they're kind of free-flowing and it's scary. It's scary for them. Uh, well, before we go here, let's talk about so, – so what's the – the first step for somebody? What what should somebody do? Uh, you know, somebody could be listening to this program today and go, you know, I've been taking this for so long right. or I've been, you know, using this for so I just want to stop. Yeah. What's the – how do they go about doing that? The first step is calling our intake department and they will um, take the information – demographic information, just name, phone number, address, insurance, that type of thing. And then we have walk-in hours, clinic hours, where you come in and we don't have set appointments. So they will tell you what the hours are to come in and meet with a therapist. And then they will go through an assessment period to figure out what kind of treatment or if they do need treatment. Uh, 
that's very good. Uh, as always, um, you know, Catholic Charities doing great work in Western New York, and uh, I thank you both for the work that you're doing, especially for people who are struggling with this. Um, addiction right now. We know more and more of our friends and neighbors and family members are sure. going through that. So uh, keep up the good work and we'll pray for you. And uh, thanks for all that you do in uh, terms of, of serving uh, the people of Western New York. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, Maura Barris is the uh, director of the Catholic Charities Monsignor Carr Institute Chemical Dependency Treatment Program. Janelle Pies, a therapist with Monsignor Carr Institute. As always, CCWNY is the website, ccwny.org. And all the information about Catholic Charities' uh, work is on there. And uh, if you're looking for a phone number, 716-895-1033. We'll uh, direct you to the things specifically that uh, we had talked about today. Uh, So that's 895-1033. There's also... Uh, a toll-free number if you're outside the immediate Buffalo area. I know many of you listening are. 877-448-4466-877-448-4466 or just go to ccwny.org. I'm Greg Prince. Of course, you can find, uh, if you'd like to hear more from this program, some of you are listening to it as a podcast now, you can go to buffalodiocese.org and uh, look for radio under news and media and you can find out or at W wnycatholic.org as well. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.